I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Monday, May 18th. I'm Allison Graves. Today, we bring you the story of two hairstylists in St. Petersburg. Like all salon and barbershop workers in Florida, they both had only a couple days to decide whether to go back to work after Governor Ron DeSantis announced May 8th that those businesses could reopen the following Monday. Our two sources feel differently about the state's decision to reopen hair salons. One was ready to reopen and one wasn't. But one thing they both agree on is that the state overlooked their industry and failed to provide guidance on how to reopen. Sometimes I feel like a little kid having a tantrum because I kind of have this like funny little thing that happens in my brain where I'm like, I want the adults to tell me what to do. Where, how should I do this? Tell me how I should do this. And like, where do I get that? And and what is the right air filter? But I mean, the reality is, is that you have to figure it out on your own if that's what you want. That's Erin Childs, the owner of CoLab Salon in St. Petersburg. She opened up her salon in 2014. Unlike other salons in the area, Childs held off on reopening her shop on the first day back. Instead, Childs used the last week to figure out a new business model and perform practice appointments with friends. She said she was disappointed with how the state went about reopening salons, noting that the governor's announcement, which was made at 3 p.m. on a Friday, didn't give her enough time to schedule appointments or rethink her business model. So were you surprised by DeSantis's decision to reopen salons? Um... I don't know that I was really surprised. I feel like I, I feel like I don't have the capacity to be surprised in this anymore. I mean, the fact that we have a global pandemic is surprising enough. I would, but I will tell you this, honestly, it was disappointing to me on a lot of levels. That's mostly what I, what I, how I felt was the way that it happened, the way it was released, the time of day it was released. You know, I, at the same time, I have conflicting feelings like, okay, well, this is good. There are people that really need to work. You know, I mm-hmm. have friends that are in this industry that also, that are not in the same position as me, that they need to work. They need some sort of income coming in from working. 
I just, I'm not surprised, but I think I remain conflicted in a lot of these things. As of Monday, May 18th, neither the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention nor the White House have provided guidelines for salons and barbershops. And the rules from the state leave a lot of room for interpretation. Still, that hasn't stopped other hairstylists in the area from reopening. Brian Cook, a barber at Tyrone Barbershop, was more than ready to get back to work on Monday. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The wife will let you back in the room again. I think I lost 10 pounds. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think we probably dumped over 100 and something pounds worth of hair in the last three days. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. Are you feeling scared at all about being back at work? Uh, I'm feeling great. Like, I've actually done a lot of research reading into it. Uh, my youngest kid's mother is an ER nurse, so I talk to her a lot. Um, I do look up all different types of facts and numbers and stuff like that. Uh, my main number one concern is the safety and health of everybody's well-being. Um, I, I saved enough money up. I sold my boat to where if I had to take three or four months off, I wasn't having to stress about money or anything. I was being prepared about all this. Um, I just wanted to be knowledgeable that when we did get back into the swing of things, that I was taking all the right possible measures to make everybody feel safe and secure and that it wasn't going to be transferred from person to person. But uh, we were ready, I mean. While hair salons and barbershops aren't the most crowded places, workers in the beauty industry face a unique challenge in reopening. Their jobs don't allow for them to be six feet apart from their client. So how are hairstylists staying safe? To limit capacity, all salons must operate by appointment only. No drop-ins or group appointments are allowed, and employees must wear masks while performing personal services, and many, including CoLab and Tyrone Barbershop, are requiring the same for customers as well. I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm inside people's personal space. And, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You know the angles to place the people at to where you don't get direct contact with their face. You know, the same thing with, you know, with your next next door neighbor of your barber. You know, you're all those barbers are working in unison together, mm-hmm. turning people the right way, you know, stuff like that. You know, you know, you just, it's, it's just right now the new norm is it's, you can't just come inside the barbershop like you used to and sit down and be social. You got a mask, sir? Huh? You got a mask? Do I what? A mask? A mask? Yes, I do. My heart. Yeah. You don't mind grabbing it. Yeah. Thank you. I, th- I think it's kind of overblown, but yeah, I do. That's... That's what I'm saying, like that, that right there. You think it's overblown, but it's not about your concerns. It's about other people so they can feel yeah. comfort, get back to a normal school, you know. For sure. For sure. Although Cook is excited to be back, he said he's been left in the dark for the past six weeks. He's been out of work with nobody to contact and feels like Governor DeSantis is his boss. But when things got hard, DeSantis wasn't there for him. Cook wrote a letter to the governor. It was totally forgotten. Like, I mean, I would watch the news just to see, like, what they would say, and I would read articles on the Internet just to see what they said. And it was they were talking about everything else except us. And I was like, man. And then I would drive by, like, an ABC liquor store and see them wide open, and it's like, how is that essential? Like, you're just causing more problems. But that's why I made sure that when they shut our doors, I wanted to get to the top 
So I went to the commander in chief of our state to let them know like, Hey, this can function. This can work. We can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's sit down and talk, you know, let's video chat, whatever we got to do. Let's come up with a solution. But, you know, me as a professional, I try to reach out to them because on my license, it says his name on it. So that's why I say like, you know, at the end of the day, he's technically like my boss. You know what I'm saying? His name is on my license. So that's why I reached out to him so I could ask him questions. And we're going on. I emailed him April 3rd that evening when I got shut down. You know, I emailed him. and I'm still waiting for a phone call or an email back and I haven't gotten it yet. On the other side of town, Childs has been proactive as well. She started a petition to send to government officials. To me, what the petition was like, just to educate the, the leaders that were opening, that were considering opening our industry as to how we run our industry. We had a conversation earlier this week, and you said that you often feel like the salon industry is overlooked. Do you feel like your petition has changed that at all? I do still feel like that. To me, that is an unreasonable outcome from a position and from, from, you know, if I consider that this is the first time that I really started to vocalize this stuff, I think it'd be silly for me to think like, all of a sudden things are going to change. Erin says she still feels uncomfortable about reopening, but starting today, May 18th, she will slowly start to book appointments. And if you want to put those people who are touching other people on the front line to be your guinea pig for numbers, like that is To me, it's like, I don't understand how that works out in somebody's head, right? Like, we love hairdressers so much. We love our hairdresser, and they mean, and they're like family to us. Uh, We'll go ahead and let you, and we're going to have you reopen and see how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) It just feels a bit dirty to me. I can't help it. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. For the latest information on coronavirus, please visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts from. This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening. So it is. I mean, it's just a constant battle on cleaning. Do you like cleaning? Uh, for my job, yeah. But in general, I mean, I'd like to pay somebody else to do it. (laughs) But, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, this is what I was taught. So cleaning came with cutting hair. Yeah. You know, it's just a form of... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.